Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tech Talk, a podcast where Amit and I talk about all things tech. Today's topic is an exciting one. Uh, we're going to talk about Formula E. It's not Formula One. It's Formula E. E stands for electric. So um, it is a topic that I'm not actually very much familiar with. Uh, Amit, thank you for bringing up this topic. Let's let's talk about it, and hopefully, I'll learn a lot as well as hopefully our audience will too. What is what is Formula E? I have heard about Formula One, but I guess it's a newer technology. Yeah, thanks, uh, Rinath, for the introduction. And Formula is uh, quite exciting. It's similar to Formula One. It's a race uh, car racing event, but the cars are powered by electricity, so they are all powered by a battery, and uh, that's why it's called Formula E. And uh, it's the exclusive championship in the world where all electric cars uh, compete for the world title. So Formula One cars uh, initially they were all gasoline driven. And in the recent years, they have been converted to hybrid technology, where they are part driven by a battery and part driven by uh, gasoline. Um, and uh, they're trying to be carbon. Uh, they're trying to be carbon neutral as much as possible. And the reason I wanted to talk about Formula E is because most of the uh, new gasoline powered cars will be banned in Europe and in other countries starting 2030, 2035. So that means. Uh, most of the passenger vehicles will turn into electric vehicles. And that means when you are watching a race on TV, it's actually not the cutting edge anymore because you're watching vehicles powered by gas instead of uh, electricity. And that's where Formula E comes because it's thinking about the future and thinking about like everything is going towards electric. So then why not uh, have a racing event which is um, using a battery technology? Right. Yeah, that is fascinating stuff, actually, because uh, I, I did my mechanical engineering from Coventry University and Coventry University is actually very famous for automotive. They have a very good connection with Jaguar Land Rover and there is a lot of uh, automotive uh, sort of work and research that also goes on. And part of it is also building and designing better and better cars for Formula One. And while I was at uni, I remember one of the lecturers was telling me that there is, you know, always new innovations that are, you know, there a lot of companies are investing a lot of money for innovative technologies. And how can you make sure that it's still fair for all the all the people that are racing and um, at that time uh, electric vehicles not as commonplace uh, as as it is now and one of the things that he was mentioning that in formula 1 there is to make the make the race fair or make the you know make sure that uh, not any one uh, sort of company or brand doesn't get too advan too much advantage based on their technology uh, there was a limit on air intake. So no matter what uh, what technology you use, however innovative it is, however lightweight the material is or the gas that you're using, but the air intake would be, there is a limit, like there is a specific diameter of a like a intake hole through which you can use the air um, and then do anything else with it to, to, to come up with the best, uh, sort of machine that takes you the fastest. Now, what, uh, I mean, I'm sure there is kind of similar kind of restriction as well in, in 
electronic or electric uh, vehicles like form you know like the ones that are used in formula e is there is there any insight do you have on that yeah so yes uh, you're right uh, renat i think uh, formula 1 it's one of the most uh, premier motorsports event in the world it's watched by millions of people across i i was a huge formula 1 fan but over over the pp the last couple of years i've not uh, been watching it very regularly but i was a huge fan during the michael schumacher era so in formula 1 what happens is uh, they they make sure that the uh, field is level um, i mean it's a level playing field based on the budget so sometimes they restrict the budget sometimes they restrict the engine size and as you mentioned the air intake so there are different strategies um, sometimes they restrict only one tire manufacturer so people can't take um, tires from any other manufacturer they all have to take tires from only one single manufacturer so there are different uh, regulations uh, and then maybe the power output so etc etc so in formula e because it's uh, driven by electric uh, electricity and it's powered by battery the restrictions are basically two one is the battery provider is same for everyone and the chassis is the same for everyone so what they can do is the chassis is the body the outer structure that you see that holds everything together uh, so what the companies they can uh, modify is the powertrain so that uh, drives the uh, wheels then you have the inverter so that converts dc into ac that drives the uh, electric motors that powers the uh, wheels um, and then you have uh, the software so you can customize the software that you have written uh, to manage the uh, the uh, what do you say how the energy is being utilized by all the wheels so yeah so those things you can modify but there is a limitation to uh, the battery as well as the chassis and that's same for everyone so all the cars they look the same uh, from the uh, from the outside but of course the inner inner mechanics are a bit different but because they use the same battery it means the power output is also the same Right okay so that's what i was actually going to ask you a little bit more that um, i would have thought that they might actually limit the amperage like the the, the battery would have you know this much electronic energy uh, and not not more or anything like that i, I think uh, that's controlled by the software right uh, so you mm-hmm. have the like the engine control unit or whatever uh, it doesn't have an engine but i'm i'm pretty sure that it has a control unit that controls how much you can use because bear in mind the battery you have to make it uh, last longer and last for the whole race so if you uh, use a lot of energy very quickly then your battery gets discharged and then you might have to come to the pit stop pit lane to recharge it do but- you not have the opportunity to change like you know in in formula 1 I've, i i'm i haven't actually been a big fan of it so i mean i've only seen like very small clips etc so in in formula 1 you you come to the pit stop and then have your tires changed etc but do you not get in formula e do you not get the opportunity to change your battery altogether very quickly within seconds so you can uh, so the battery is part of the the chassis right so it's very difficult to take out the battery so the only thing that you can do is charge it so when formula 1 was a lo- formula e was launched uh, in 2014 so it's about 9 uh, years now uh what happened was that uh, they could not uh, the batteries they could not be recharged during the race and the recharging capability was not fast enough and uh, so they had to swap the cars so the driver would come into the pit lane uh pit lane is where uh, the for the people who don't know motorsports pit lane is where the drivers come off the racing track and they change their tires they the mechanics look at the car they check the uh, the fuel level 
they clean the he- the helmets uh, they they do a lot of other if there is any damage to the car they try to fix it in a very short period of time and they get back to the race but when they enter the pit lane that means that they are losing time on the actual race because they are not covering that uh, uh, period at a very high speed because when you come into pit lane there is a speed limit at which you can come so in formula e in the first the gen 1 car so currently the the car generation is gen 3 so in gen 1 car uh, the the possibility of recharging the battery was not uh, there so basically they used to come in one car and they used to drive out in another car so they used to jump out of the car say go sit in the other car strap on the seat belts and then go so it used to, it, they had to do it very quick uh, the power output was less the car was more heavier uh and the top speed was about 225 km per hour so because the batteries were not that efficient in 2014 battery technology has improved significantly um uh, so in with gen 2 what happened is the car became a bit lighter the top speed went to 280 km per hour and they didn't have to swap out the battery it could last for the whole race so with uh, gen 3 uh, what has happened is uh, the car has become even more lighter uh and and the top speed has now reached about 300 plus km per hour so that's a high very high speed and the advantage of being light is that you can push uh, a car for longer with the same amount of uh, output energy output so even if you have maybe a higher power uh, battery but if your car is heavy it will take more energy to push it but if it's light then it takes less energy to push it so it means your car can go further so that's why it's important to reduce the weight increase the power output so it can go uh, it can go faster as well as longer and that's what has happened with the gen 3 car so so over a period of time you have made a lot of improvements now why talk about formula e why talk about racing i mean what is that what what is that got to do with the general population and how are they impacted by it well uh, to understand that you have to understand what why people do racing so racing is purely done to win uh so you want to win a race uh you also do it for marketing you have a lot of advertisers who are who put the stickers on the car and you get money but in order to win you have to have a car that's very fast and you have to have a driver who's very good and you have to have a car that is very safe so that in case the car crashes because drivers take risk when you have to compete you take risk and then that's how you win and if you don't if you take a lot of risk then eventually there will be a crash and you want to make sure that the driver survives that crash so all the technology that goes behind into making a car safe fast light is actually then got it's brought to the passenger vehicles because a thing like this a passenger vehicle has to be manufactured say uh, 1 million cars same car so they can't do innovation very quickly because it has to scale up to 1 million but with a racing you have only two cars per team or two drivers per team okay so two drivers two cars so now that team can invest a lot of money to making their car perfect and if that car works because of some innovation most of the other teams will then adopt it Exactly I was actually just about to ask you that this happens in many many industries right i mean nasa uh, you know for space exploration have discovered many many things which have then been you know mass marketized like uh, you know uh, has been in the mass market and uh, you know uh, regular sort of um, 
population have adopted to those technology and became, you know, got a lot of benefit out of that. So um, I really enjoyed this kind of like inter-industry discoveries that, you know, in one place. And one of the things I, I actually really very much enjoy is um, I used to have a motorbike and I had a motorbiker's jacket. And that jacket is made for its windproof, its, you know, waterproof, rainproof, everything. And uh, after I stopped riding the bike, I just kept the jacket because the jacket was so good for winter times anyway. So, um, so yeah, this, this kind of sort of uh, cross industry or cross sort of uh, discipline, uh, disciplinary discoveries, I think are very valuable to sort of uh, mass population to sort of in, in, in increase their uh, quality of life. So w what are some of the ways that uh, this, this happens from F1 or, or F, uh, sorry, Formula E? So with Formula E, what's happened is... Uh you are now pushing that uh, the technology in terms of battery like how do you make a battery more powerful and how do you make a battery uh, to push a car at that high speed for a very long range so imagine there is a racing track okay and formula e races are not happened on a racing track uh, somewhere at a remote location very far out from the city they happen on city roads so they actually happen within the city limits because it's electric car. There is very less chances of explosion. Of course, batteries do explode, but there is very less chance. So Formula E, and uh, they don't go as fast as a Formula One car, uh, but the Gen 3 car now can go very fast. Uh, up to 300 kilometers per hour, but they happen within the city limits. So it means it's more accessible to people. So if if a race happens in London, uh, Formula One races happen in Silverstone, which is very far from London on the outskirts. Uh, Formula E can happen within the city um, in London, and then I can quickly buy a ticket and then go watch a race. So that's the beauty. Uh, and then because uh, the Formula E is powered by battery, uh, you have to make the battery last longer and more efficient. And that's where the technology is uh, getting pushed. So say you want to uh, push, uh, drive the innovation in battery technology through passenger vehicles, but you can't do that, right? Because you manufacture a car and then next year you have a new version. But most of the time you don't uh, do, uh, I mean, when you do research, you have to do it in a very slow process and it it is iterative development, etc. But in racing, you can change things quickly because it's just one car. So when you have to change a million of cars, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of effort and you want to get it right so that you don't lose a lot of money, right? But in racing, if you have, if something doesn't work for the next race, you can change things and you can see if it's working or not. So that's how the technology gets pushed. The other way the technology gets pushed is through the... Um, the uh, power output, like how do you drive the uh, the wheels? So in the first gen and gen gen one and gen two cars, the output was only to the rear wheels. There was no output to the front wheel. With gen three car, you have an output to the front wheel as well. So that means that now you have four wheel drive. Uh, of course, the four wheel drives are there in Tesla models and many other electric cars. So that's not new innovation. But racing is now then pushing the boundary even further by using. Uh, what do you say, engine braking. So it's not engine braking as such, it's called regenerative braking. And that technology is basically what happens is that when you press the pedal to brake, the, uh, the motors, they go in reverse and they try to brake, uh, slow down the wheel and that energy then recharges the battery. 
So in a hybrid car, when you actually brake, it recharges the battery, and you will you'll see that I have a hybrid car, Toyota Yaris, and when I press the brake, it shows that the uh, out uh, the the needle points to the charging section. Uh, similarly, in the regenerative braking, you can regenerate you can recharge the battery from the front wheel as well as the, sorry from the front wheel and the rear wheel when you brake the brakes are not there in the rear wheel the brakes are still there in the front wheel but the brakes are not there in the rear wheel the rear wheel slowed down and it charges the battery now what that means is that over a period of race you actually don't have to charge if you don't want to because you are recharging it on the fly just like a hybrid vehicle so imagine you are racing at say 300 kilometers an hour maybe not 300 throughout the race 200 your average speed is about 200 kilometer per hour and you are using a battery and that's getting recharged as you uh, race so that's innovation right that's driving innovation in a car Wow, that is that is actually very interesting, and uh, you know the way we could actually also use this uh, sort of innovation in in the sort of the consumer cars, and also battery technology is has so much potential, right? I mean, you know, the hope is that because of the push for better batteries, more durable, easily chargeable batteries, that can be used anywhere, not just in cars, but in your mobile phones and even space technology as well as all the renewable en energy. Because, you know, when we talked about renewable energy in our previous episode, one of the biggest challenge was to store, how to store the energies more efficiently. And, you know, with better battery technology, we can do that. So, yeah, there there is so much potential for improving battery technology. And, you know, Formula E might just be the, the incentive <laughs> or an innovative way to uh, fund for these kind of research. Definitely. And racing pushes the boundary. Like Formula One introduced uh, carbon fiber into the body. It had active suspension. Uh, and many uh, race, uh, I mean, the Formula One pushed boundaries uh, in getting a downforce. So you could keep the car at a very high speed and not uh, let the car take off. So all these technologies, then they are brought to passenger cars. And that's what the beauty of racing is. You can drive innovation very quickly because people are competing and they want to win. And the only person, uh, the only car that can win is a car that's fast, safe, and can last longer than the opponent. So that drives, uh, that drives innovation. And that's why Formula is, I think, important because it's different from formula one because it's not happening in the cities it's driven by purely electricity it's uh it's uh, uh i mean the budgets are not as big as formula one uh, the budgets are small the chassis is the same so everyone has the same ground the downforce effect everyone has the same battery so that the innovation then comes in powertrain the software etc Right. I wonder what is what could be the next step of motorsports. I mean, we we are mo we are moving on from uh, gasoline-based uh, uh, motor cars to electric, battery-powered motor cars. I mean, I'm I'm wondering wh whether in future there would be you know uh, drones 
who are controlled by remote rather than uh, a human driving it, because that would take away the whole uh, point of safety um, caveat. And, uh, you know, if there is no human driving it, then there could be, it could be remote controlled from far away, or it could even be AI powered, AI driven. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just really uh, excited to know what, you know, what the future holds for this. Uh, well, technology. actually you have, uh, you have talked about a very interesting thing because uh, recently I read a news that, uh, a fighter jet was being driven by an AI agent. Uh, sorry, not driven, flew, was being flown by an AI agent. So basically, an artificial intelligence software was actually flying the aircraft for a couple of hours. So that means that the defense forces are experimenting with this technology where they can reduce the loss of human life and they can still navigate a plane. And uh, it's not remote control. So AI-driven AI is not remote control because remote control means of there is a person, they are actually flying the aircraft. That but is AI an important is, distinction, yeah, actually, because exactly. as far as I know, the US military already has like drones, which uh, yes. goes goes further out and is remote controlled by from the base. Yes. But that's completely different than AI-driven uh, or ai flown uh, aircraft absolutely because ai is like taking decisions uh, on the fly uh, based on how it has been trained so if it trains under various circumstances it will be able to take decisions from its environment sensors etc and then uh, fly the aircraft so it has to go through a lot of training uh, in order to become successful Sim it's something similar to chat gpt chat gpt was trained on the internet um, so basically the output is quite good because uh, it's able to churn out a lot of co uh, cohesive information very quickly uh, from various sources and combine it. Uh, same with uh, the aircrafts. And I'm pretty sure it, it will happen with motorsports. But I think sports is a place where the, you have the human aspect as well as the technological aspect. The technological aspect is where the electricity part comes uh, trans, uh, translating from gasoline uh, to uh, electricity. But the human part is where you actually have the instinct where when do you brake? When do you accelerate? How do you how do you like go ahead? Because if it's AI powered, yes, there will be a lot of fun. But it's like watching a video game, right? Uh, and Formula E, by the way, I wanted to say this is actually in, kind of inspired by Mario Kart. So the Mario Kart oh, racing nice. game. And the way it's inspired is that there are particular sections in the track where if you drive, you can get some energy boost. Um, in, in the current Formula E, uh, the current uh, season, what they're trying to do is, uh, and they keep changing these things. The current season, what they're trying to do is you can come to the pit lane, you can charge your battery for 30 seconds, and you can then use it whenever you want that extra energy. So, so, so it's, it's, it's like, how do you drive innovation? So how do you make it a video game in the, in the previous seasons, they had fan boost. So with the formula, with the fan boost, what happens is fans vote and vote uh, and uh, the person who wins will get some extra energy. So that extra energy can be used to accelerate. Uh, wow. So it's, it's like, how do you engage the audience as well? Um, with a gasoline powered car, it was, uh, remember if something is electric, it can be controlled. I mean, you can add Wi-Fi, wireless technology. <laughs> I mean, not that Formula 1 doesn't have, it has radio technology. But what I'm trying to say is that uh, because everything is powered by battery and then everything is controlled by electric unit, you can maybe uh, gamify it. 
and that's where the uh, the fun part comes like the audience can get engaged the you can use that extra energy at at a certain time of the race and it's the extra amount of energy how much energy you get what's the duration of the recharge it's dependent on the rules and every with every season the rules change season is basically a calendar year for people who are not into motorsports so one season means uh, the calendar year of 2023 next season is calendar year 2024 calendar year starts from january ends in december so they have races across multiple geographies uh, just so that the fans can watch the most recent race happened in hyderabad in india um, and um, it was quite fun so yeah so those those are kind of the ways that you actually involve the audience like how do you gamify it and then bring them to the uh, uh, bring them to participate in the race rather than just spectating wow that is really that is really fun actually for the audience be able to to be part of it and also a very innovative way to make some extra income for the, for the organizers because i'm sure i i i'm only hearing this from you now but i am thinking that in order for the fans to participate they probably have to pay a fee don't they maybe not fee but maybe like carrier fees like sending an mm. sms or because voting is through sms sms is sometimes paid so mm. like a premium number so you pay for that so mostly that but yeah i think i i don't think that you have to pay just to vote uh voting voting can be done quite uh, easily and imagine if it's scaled up you can earn a lot of money quickly but i'm i'm sure yes that's how the business model might be <laughs> running but i think the uh, focus should be like how do you gamify how do you make audiences of course fan base fan boost has now been removed from the current season but this is something that they were experimenting with so in this season they are experimenting with 30 30 second pit stop where you get some extra energy boost it's like a it's like a fast charger attached to your car trying to recharge the battery and see fast charging technology again is very important and very crucial for electric vehicles to succeed because if you can't charge a, a battery very quickly then your electric vehicle will not succeed and will not truly replace gasoline powered cars because gasoline powered cars you just uh, take the fuel nozzle put it in your uh, a car and fill the petrol shut it and you can drive so it's that simple and it takes about yeah. 30 40 seconds but if it takes say 30 minutes to recharge a car to the full potential then what do you do for 30 minutes and then there are people mm-hmm. waiting to recharge the cars so all those things have a critical uh, i mean i mean you have to think about all these factors plus imagine a grid is producing say 1000 megawatt of energy that megawatt of energy is being used by the industry the businesses the consumers now suddenly there is an extra load of electric vehicles and all the electric vehicles they are using the same energy that's say when you are at home you are using the same energy uh, which the which we uh, which we normally use so it's it's nothing extra but suddenly the energy use starts going up because everyone now has electric vehicles charging uh, at their home then they they have to go on a trip so they have to have electric chargers and that charges are powered by electric grid so suddenly all the gasoline powered vehicles are now on the electric grid and that extra energy has to come from somewhere that is interesting yeah the, the way everything is sort of interlinked and uh, you know change in one thing how significantly changes as a chain reaction to so many other things that is it is very uh, 
fascinating to think about but yeah no i mean um you know i've learned a lot about formula e and uh, i wish it just keeps innovating more and more new things and uh, you know experiments experimenting with all of these new ways is it it isn't just innovating the battery technology or the motorsport technology but also um playing with economics and you know social science as well because how the fans react and how to do the business model how to rethink all of these things are always always fascinating and uh, sort of very sort of interesting to think about definitely and uh, racing is where the innovation happens because if you want to uh, produce something mass market you need to drive innovation and uh, one of the fastest way to do that is through racing <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely you're right amit thank you very much for uh, coming up with this topic i i'm really glad i've learned uh, a lot about this this industry this this whole area hopefully our audience have also benefited and uh, is fascinated by all the new information they um, they sort of came across today um our audience another again request to you please do reach out if you guys have any suggestions on what topics we should talk about or if you'd like to come as a guest to talk about any of your uh, topic of expertise you're more than welcome to our contact details are in every platform wherever you're listening to us uh do reach out and hopefully we will see you again next week thanks bye